0: Hi, and welcome to another Manipod Manipause Moment. We're having a little podcast today with our friend, Christy Overgaard. She is the founder of Onea, which is a private horse ranch in the heart of Montana that supports high-performing overachievers that need a minute to breathe, recalibrate, and remember what makes them tick. Her bio includes master plan developer, founder of branding agency, Chief awesomeness officer of a public tech company, and now ranching and reviving humans. I love that. That's great. Welcome, Christy.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Christy. Uh, Mike sent the opportunity to, to spend some time with you when he went to the retreat. Uh, I can't get him to stop hugging trees now. So uh, <laughs> I might have, might have to work on that. I'm wondering if you have <laughs> saplings running around now. Uh, but Uh, You come from a high-stress, fast-paced tech world, and you then sort of at the height of your career decided to make a change, and you uh, developed and founded this Onia Ranch that's based on sort of 11 principles of living your life. Why why did you do that, and, and how did you come up with that idea?
2: Well, I think um, my experiences the whole world is kind of running around with their hair on fire a little bit and I was the poster child my of that.
1: from being on fire.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've been on there a lot of stress. <laughs> um, no, uh, I just feel like that's, it's such a, you know it's so present in everybody's body where we kind of took on this uh, answer to how are you? I'm busy, I'm really busy. You know, and it became sort of this badge of honor and um, again, I just felt like I was the poster child for it because nobody, you know, in my career or anywhere in my life made me, you know, overwhelmed or overachieve. I created that. So I started to go like, what, what is that about, um, and why do I do that? And so I really wanted to dive in and figure out what that was. So Onia is really the answer to that. It is where do we go? Can we go somewhere to say, hey, what's going on with me? Why am I running around with my hair on fire? And how can I stop, breathe, and make sure I'm living the life I want to lead? Um, and it's, you know, a lot of retreats around the world that I've been to or experienced are very serious. And while ours is, you know, equal part serious, but it's fun. And we got to have more fun in life.
0: Oh, I can tell you it's fun because <laughs> I went there. Now, when I learned about it, it, uh, it was told to me that it was a spiritual equine Uh, retreat. And that's exactly what I found. I mean, we worked with horses and it was absolutely fantastic. I was at a moment in my life that I was burnt out. I was losing my mojo. I needed to find myself again. And when you interviewed me uh, to accept me into the retreat, very limited amount of people there, um, You said, why, why are you coming here? And I said, I need to find out what happened to me. Where am I, where, you know, I was lost. And so you reminded me of that when I was there, but to, you know, to get to Montana was so exciting because, you know, as as a guy, especially, who wants to be, you know, a city slicker who goes to the ranch and hang out with horses and, and do some cool stuff, it was amazing. So tell us when somebody steps foot on the Onea Ranch, what happens to them? Where do you take them?
2: Yeah, um, I take them home. Uh, so what's really powerful for me is I am originally from Montana. And so I would run to Montana when I needed to get a breath and to go like, what what is going on and what matters? So what happens when people step foot on this property. I mean, I envisioned that from the beginning to go like, I need people who are in high stress, powerful situations that we can't go talk to a lot of people. Sometimes we can't talk to our staff. We, you know, we like, who do I go to to say, hey, I'm I'm not okay. I'm the leader and I can't really falter here, but I I want to be, you know, supported. But when they drive onto that property, it's cool because you it's a dirt road and you see the heart symbol on the hill and you kind of go like, okay. And you come around the bend and I just, I see it every time people's shoulders drop and they literally take a breath and they go, okay, I have the feeling that I'm somewhere where people understand me. So we're not a typical retreat where you go to and it maybe it is very spiritual or owned by somebody who is in that realm, but I come from the space of, you know, high stress, running companies, starting companies. So I know what that's like. I'm not somebody who will say, just breathe and it'll be okay.
1: Right. It is,
2: you know, it's not that. It, it's but Breathing it's real. Is important. It is important, <laughs> okay. but we don't have to say it like that. And we don't have to make it surreal. It, it's actually a real, amazing, authentic thing is to get back in our bodies. So, you know, Mike, to your point, I think our whole mission is to get people back into their bodies and out of their head and go and get back to who they are. So it's really powerful that way.
1: So you, you have, uh, you know, 11 people uh, guide principles, uh, basically. And I'm gonna just list them real quick. Uh, Nature, community, spirituality, creativity, purpose, my favorite, sleep, Uh, (laughs) movement, fuel, um, horses, breathe, and I think I missed one.
2: You, maybe, Maybe you missed You, yeah. Just Just noticed. That's what I forgot.
1: So uh, uh, was that just sort of a natural inclination for you to be able to look at a person's needs from that point of view, or did you have to really spend a lot of time thinking about that?
2: You know, it's interesting you say that. It was supernatural. Like, I never sat down and go, what is the right answer to the questions? It was literally... You know, the, the outcome of years of being a seeker of what is this thing called human being, and you know countless research and countless experience, but in the moment when I started the retreat those just fell out. Um, And it's, you know, I think. I love that you forgot the you because um it, it is the thing we do, right? That's sadly <laughs> I
1: didn't forget it. I I'm a doctor and I couldn't read my writing. Oh. That
2: was- <laughs> okay, gotcha. But it is one of the it is one of the most important guides because that's the thing that we're not all doing is taking care of this thing and being nice to to uh, to myself. So uh, no, they're but yeah, they, they fell right out and very much just guided. And it makes a lot of sense. And again, based on research that I've done, but when I started to develop it, I just, you kind of take this, you know, on the website, you'll see that there's a ring and it does start with nature, then breathe in you. And there's there's a method to that madness that goes in the last one's community. So when they leave Onia, we go back home and we make sure what does our community look like? And what are we surrounding ourselves with? Because that's the powerful thing I can get really clear and centered, but if I go back into something that's not supporting me, that's a challenge.
0: Right. Right. Well, so I found it absolutely so exciting and so life-changing. And I, and I I'm not kidding about that. I mean, I have now practiced what I learned at the ranch every single day. I never knew about meditation. I never knew about just getting into the present time um i didn't know about opening up and being vulnerable and crying you know i didn't know that i didn't know i had that in me and you and the rest of you know our group brought that out in me and i i was i can't even thank you enough for that but i think it's so important for men especially and we're only you know our audience is is 60, 65% men. Um, And so we're going to talk about the men going through this experience. But I was, you, you grouped me with four other absolutely incredible women. I mean, I've never met any, anyone like them ever, because (laughs) I think I was open, but I was open to meeting people, but I didn't know that I could get vulnerable, be vulnerable with these women and, and become friends with them and soulmates, right? Because they really brought out so much in me just by being honest and, and you know, just being around them. So how, did you plan that or how does that work? I mean, it's really something else.
2: Yeah. Sometimes I feel a bit magic because We had four women and all of a sudden I was like, oh gosh, can I just have one man in here? Can I just get the guy, Need the guy? And it was uh, something I was literally kind of chanting in the back of my mind. And, you know, what was it, a week before? I don't even remember how soon Mm -hmm. it was, but I mean, within moments you called. So yeah, I I love being able to have a mixture. Um, You may remember we, when I started this, I feel like women have so many opportunities to you know, go to yoga or go to a retreat where, you know, they're going to be silent for a week or they have their girlfriends. And what I love about Oni is that uh, it really has a heavy tilt on folks and men because um, I don't think we have places like that to go like, hey, we're going to go to a ranch in Montana. We're going to, you know, stay in a pretty cool place. Um, it's not about five-star. you know, in my opinion, it's 10-star because we focus on the nurturing and the intention and what do you want to create in your life and, and what's going on. And I mean, we zero in to make that happen for people. Don't, go. let's see what happens. You know, everything is on purpose, uh, as I think you had shared with me one time that you noticed that, but there, there's a very purposeful down to curating what books are in the room when people say. Um, but that magic between... The mixture of men and women, but men having a place where they can go and go like, hey, let's get authentic, let's get real. It's not girly stuff. It's just not. It's just real stuff. Um, and in fact, that's one of our values of Montana Real, and it is really about like, it's you know, just getting really, really honest. And I love that people, when they get on the property, there's something about the property that drops everyone into that, including those women that are able to go like, I'm not trying to look good or be perfect. I want to spill it all and, and not to be scared about spilling it all. If there's something really glorious and beautiful about just having a place.
0: Yeah.
2: Just throw it up, man. It's, Mm -hmm. It's a safe place.
0: I mean, your philosophy was if the moment comes where you feel emotional, do not hold back, let it out. We are here to support you. Let it out. I'm I'm going to myself, I was saying to myself, there's no way, you know, there's no way I'm going to let it out. And oops, you know, how many, how many tissues did I go through (laughs) when I was there? It was great. And Larry, I want to take you there. So we are going to go next year. That's Mm -hmm. one of those trips
1: we're going on. Well, you know, again, uh, it meshes nicely with uh, what we're trying to do here at menopause.com because this whole thing got started for that very reason that menopause produces in men, a reaction like menopause creates in women, but it manifests itself differently. And because it doesn't flow through like menopause can flow through women where, you know, the signs and the symptoms and the reactions all go together in men, there's like a dam and it's like, You know, I feel weird. I feel like crap. There's something wrong with me. And it stops there. So the man just keeps it here. And that can cause depression and suicidal tendencies and divorces and all kinds of stuff. And so that was our motivation for creating uh, our site and our movement is that men need to feel okay talking about it and admitting to it and dealing with it. And you know, with some of the other people we've had on, Dr. Jed Diamond and other people, that's, that's our goal is to, uh, is to let men really work things out like that. And whether it's a, a ranch in Montana or just a group of friends that, that can, can listen without judgment, which is hard, uh, especially for men to believe that that would happen. You know, if you go and say, you know, my business is really doing poorly, uh, you're, you're in your mind that people are going to be like, eh, what a failure, you know, as opposed to guys might, might wanting to say, well, how can I help? Or, you know, what, you know, don't worry about it. It's just, you know, I think men are not used to that idea. And so something like what you're offering is great. But what you said is that, you know, I think the opportunities are, are there for men. But I think women take advantage of them and men don't. And that's why I think your, your plan of really trying to reach out and grab men and say, come over here, take a look, yeah. listen, try it, I think is, uh, is, is, is gonna be very useful. And hopefully you'll get a good reaction to that from men.
2: Yeah, very good, yeah. No, I, 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 it's exactly, like I say, it was one of the goals going in because primarily in my career I've worked with mostly men. So I, I've lived in that realm and I know how stressful that can be, but I will tell you that what I know in my soul of souls is when we express and are authentic to exactly what's going on, who we are, we are the best leaders. We are the best, you know, partners. We're, we're the best people. So it's a really profound thing to teach people to go like, Hey, it's actually really cool. And that's what the horses teach. I mean, that's, that's the power of those horses and bringing that out like, Oh, authenticity is actually a really groovy thing.
1: So we should, uh, it, well, it works. We should back sorry. up a little bit, though, because people are going to say, well, who is she to tell me, you know, what to do? Right. Well, you, as Mike said, were uh, very, very successful in your career as a as a, in a tech company that that is is a huge company. And yet you chose to leave. And I believe you did a sabbatical after you left to kind of figure out what the hell is going on and who am I? And that's an important thing. I think there has to be a transition step, I think. I don't think you just go from here to here. So how did that help you kind of make that transition?
2: Yeah, excellent. Um, I was just in that space where I was literally, you couldn't get into work any earlier, you couldn't stay any later. That trap where you go like, I'm just never gonna get it done and the stress level just keeps going going. Um, And again, you know, learning about boundaries and, 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 you know, my, my company didn't do that to me. I chose to do that, but I came to a point where I'm intuitive enough that I went like, this is going to be a health issue. And that's the one thing I'd like to talk to everybody about. Like, these are health issues when we get uh, years and years and years of ongoing stress. And so I knew I was there. So I said, you know, I went to our CEO, who's an incredible human being. And I said, I really have two options. And I know this in my soul of souls. I need to leave or I need to go on a year sabbatical. And those are the options because I know what I'm up for. And she was beautiful and said, Oh my God, you know, we love you. Go, go, you know, take care of it. And we had a shared mission where, Oh my God, what if I crack the code of overwhelm? I can share that with our company and with others. So that was sort of the, the start mm. starting point of that which was pretty cool so I went out on a mission you know went on this uh sabbatical for one year because I and my body I was like I'm I'm that like tracked out that I need to change the DNA basically so it wasn't going to be because I've done you know two weeks you know here and there or something but I needed to go like what's going on yeah. so um I set out and uh was like okay I went to uh, New Zealand, New Zealand, Bali, uh, Australia, Canada, New Mexico, uh, Texas. I mean, I was everywhere, but I started out in New Zealand. And the hysterical part was I went into a really amazing retreat that was pretty much all men. You know, it was like, okay, I'm still attracting the the all-male experience, which I love. And I, I actually thrive in that in- environment. But these were like eight or 10 multimillionaires that were at this retreat with me at this specific time that were in this competitive, like who can hike the fastest and all this stuff. So of course here I am. And thank God there was an older couple that came to this retreat because I would have been dead that day because I was like competing and not gonna, you know so I spent a week at this retreat going into the same cycle of competitiveness in my masculine, you know, nature of, of work. And I'm going, what in the hell is happening to me? This can't be. And so uh but but it was really cool because it was very funny uh to just look back at them and go like okay how, how I am attracting that. So shifted and said, okay, uh, went to Bali and and went on. But what was cool about halfway through maybe about well, maybe about three months in, that's where I started to feel Wait a minute, even those men that I was with, and these experiences I was having, it, it wasn't solving anything for any of us, you know, and so I started to have that inkling of, I think I want to create a retreat. And you know, what always worked for me is when I went home to Montana, and wherever I was, it was the nature immersion that was hitting me, like not sitting in front of a screen, you know, the screen isn't the answer. It's we got to get our butts outside, and start breathing and look at a tree and hug a tree, Mike. You know, like it's it's a thing. And uh, but yeah, I just think that nature immersion and understanding that. And so what happened about halfway through, I knew I probably wasn't going to go back to my tech world because I did want to make a difference in the world and I did want to make a difference for those people in those roles. And go, you know, let's get out of this race. And the only way to do that, in my opinion, because I I have it pretty bad, is to get outside and to be in nature and Montana teaches that. And what Montana does is it drops it into your soul so that when you leave, you can find nature at home. You don't have to be in Montana to achieve it. We just teach you how to do it. And to your point earlier, Larry, like I don't tell anybody you know, what they should do. I'm, I'm not the person giving the answers. I literally am facilitating a place that allows human beings to come to a 400 acre private area where you can walk and be and be guided into what you know the answers are so what i'm not a guru or a, oh this is what we should do you know it's it's literally like this blessing that i have i like, like ah come hang out with me on my ranch and w- you're going to be okay because i'm going to teach you how to take care of yourself
0: well firsthand experience you know as a ceo of a company and aging um you know, I'm about to turn 65, which is a very, very scary number in most men's mind. Um, and, you know, eating too much, drinking too much, running 90 miles an hour, um, your mind starts to scramble and you need to just calm the F down and take anything that you may have learned in the past and go to this ranch, which happens to be your ranch. That's what I'm thinking. And I get there and the breathing I have never done before that breathing exercise, the meditation, the being alone for periods of time. But the two really important parts of this whole thing was the, um, the food, number one, the fuel, as you guys call it, I've never eaten so little and yet been so satisfied in my entire life. I did not realize that I I didn't have to eat, you know, a pound of steak and, you know, mashed potatoes and everything just to get full. You can eat properly and healthy and still have your proteins and your vegetables and be full and eat slow and enjoy every bite. It was amazing. And, and really it's because I was living in the moment, you know, there was no past and there was no future. There was just living in the present in the moment. And you guys taught me how to do that. I mean, it was amazing. Most people do not do that. I can tell you that right now and leaving there was just, you know, I, I practice that now I practice being in the moment. And I, I can tell you as, as a leader of my company, I went back and within days I'm calm, I'm open, I'm vulnerable, I'm focusing like I've never focused before. And it was, it was so much better for me to step back into my company with with everything that I learned. And it was just, it was amazing. So yeah. well, I, mean, I highly recommend there, it.
1: There is some proof to that, that I've seen in that he does eat slower. Whenever we would go out uh, with the guys and stuff like that, <laughs> he would get his food. And by the time we finished adding a little salt and pepper, he'd be done. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he's, he's definitely, definitely slowed down with the eating. So that definitely yeah. stuck with him
2: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely in the moment part we had with we had a chief marketing officer from a large airlines um, come through and one of the greatest uh, examples of really taking it back that I love when he gave us feedback is he was saying that he for the first time he we went back and he has you know these executive meetings groups of 20 he said, you know what, I stopped taking my laptop and I sat with a pad and a pencil and I looked into their eyes and I listened to what they said. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And he didn't even think about like he's sitting in a you know laptop the whole time he's connecting with his team. But it's all those little nuances of going like, oh, connecting with other people matters. Being in my body matters. Uh, eating slow uh, matters. And and sort of that uh, realizing that it isn't about weight gain or, you know, food isn't always about like, what do we physically look like? It really is about what we spiritually and in our body we feel like, because we can't think clear with all those, you know, with chemicals and overeating and we're, you know, lethargic and all those things. So we're not like a weight loss program, but we are like, wow, we can teach you how to feel better and think better too.
0: I never knew how inflamed my body was until, you know, the last day as I'm leaving, my pants were falling off. I mean, and I was thinking about God, the poison I've been putting in my system and I felt so good and I just felt amazing. So it does work it does work if you allow it to work. And if you go there with the open mind that, you know what? I need this change. I need to do this for me. I need to love me and be part of that, that experience
1: and actually open up. So it's a wonderful thing. So before we wrap this up, because your time is valuable, we, you know, we obviously want people to check it out because Mike had a, a, a you know life changing experience, and it's actually so much easier to deal with him now. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, there, you know, a lot of our audience, um, uh, there you know, they may not be executives, but they're still, no matter what they do, they're still like burned out from from their work, and they may not have the financial resources to go to your place or any other place that offers this kind of thing. Now, from personal experience, my wife and I just went on a two week trip to Canada and we went to Vancouver Island and stayed at this wonderful hotel called the Wiccaninish Inn, which was the same thing it, it, there. It's all about just being with nature, walking on the beach, walking through the forest, looking at the trees. And we went to Whistler and everything. And it was, uh, you know, it was the same, it wasn't guided, but it was the same sort of thing. What would be your recommendation for somebody who financially maybe cannot afford one of these places, but still wants to, uh, you know, follow some of the stuff that you're doing in terms of getting in touch with nature, wherever they may be, if they're in Cleveland or if they're in, you know, um uh, podunk indiana or something like that what do you recommend that they start with to build themselves up in that direction
2: yeah excellent i think there's there's an interesting stat that talks about like incarcerated people spend um 70 70 more time outside than people who are not incarcerated (laughs) i mean wow wow and and uh we have a lot of people who come from vegas and vegas is a funny place because it's hot and it's cold, and you're always inside. People, I have to go like, guys, come outside. You know, They're just so ingrained in being inside. So I would say the number one thing is to get outside. Like literally think about, well, could I have this meal outside? Is it nice enough to have the meal outside? A really powerful thing is to walk after dinner, even if it's 20 minutes, just get outside. So I think the number one thing is to get outside, The number two thing is start to pay attention to how you speak to yourself. Uh, Mm. You know, we really have to start going like, we can be the meanest people we know. And I think if we stop Mm. that one thing and we just shift into saying, you know, good job, Mike, you know, I, I laugh at myself constantly. I'll do something really stupid or whatever, say something, whatever. And I just, I've enjoyed to start to just laugh. Good one, silly girl you know, okay, that was super stupid and just, and laugh and, and be with myself in a very different way. And I think all of us, whether no, to your point, Larry, doesn't matter what we do for a living or, or what that place is. And that's the one thing about our whole Montana real value is like, it is not about that. And I would go home and they'd say, Hey, get the bale of hay. And we're loading up the truck. I don't give a you know shit what you do for a living. Like we're on so it isn't, it's really getting into that, you know, Montana Reel, get outside, be who you are, and be nice to yourself and pay attention to what you say to yourself on a daily basis. You know, awesome.
1: that's wow. That's, that's it. Invaluable advice for people who can or cannot go to your place. And it's a good start. And and if if that can help, you know, people kind of feel better about themselves and get their lives back together, they may start saving up and saying, hey, I got to go there. It sounds oh, yeah. amazing and I'm oh, going to yeah. put the money away so I can get my butt up there. I, I got to tell you, there's
0: one very exciting thing that if you do go, um, what you're going to see and it's the Cavalier horses, right? And everybody knows those are the horses that traveled the world doing a show uh, like a Cirque du Soleil show, with, but with horses. Tell us about that. How did you get those horses, those beautiful well, Arabians?
2: Yeah, they're stunning. So um, I have my lifetime horse with me, Cree, who is kind of a, the leader of um, our uh, Him And, and my, my new her-
0: best friend, by the way. My yeah, new best friend.
2: That's, that's his horse. Um, so we had those horses, but I knew that I wanted to get a herd because when you're working um, in a, you know, what we do when you're working with a herd, there's a beautiful dynamic that teaches you so many things about what you're up to but I didn't want to you know create a herd where I put a bunch of horses together I wanted to find a herd that was already together and I just kind of put that out there and again back into my magic manifestation bubble saying like I want a herd a powerful herd that will work with us and wants to do this kind of work and lo and behold a couple of weeks later I got a call from a friend who said hey you're never gonna you know imagine this but um Kavalia, you know and i'm very familiar with Cavalli cuz it's extraordinary and uh but she's like oh there's this uh, herd that they're wanting to sell because when covid came through and these horses were ready to retire anyway they were all up in like their 10 12s um so uh like after three phone calls and several interviews cuz god bless cavalli they were not going to give these extraordinary you know beasts to a circus or to somebody who's not going to love and care for them so I had three interviews and, you know, they were, uh, by the time we were done with it, we were like, okay, every horse they ever retire is coming to OMEA. <laughs> so, but, but I'm just so blessed and, and I love how happy they are to see them doing the work. Um, but the horses are extraordinary and Arabians are very expressive, very individualistic, individualistic in their personalities. So uh, it's been a blessing and uh, they are a powerful part of our team
0: and talking about herd when i woke up i'm walking along the ranch walking around along the fence and this is around seven o'clock and the sun's just rising and i see the entire herd dance i call it dancing they were running around like kids on the ranch and they were flying around it was magical just thought that was extraordinary and it just it it was great yeah. it was it heart-wrenching yeah. to see that that those beautiful horses get to run free like that yeah it's magnificent and I got to meet every single one of them pat them on the head touch them brush them it was amazing so yeah thank you for for taking care of them and and all that you do for you know for people. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So. Yeah.
1: And and thank you for, for joining us today. It's Christy Overgaard founder of Onia and we're going to put your website uh, up there um, so that people can go and visit and check it out and, and see what it's all about. But it sounds to me like, you know, you're doing some great work that you found your passion um, and, uh, that's what we all need to do. We all need to find our passion and, and you, it sounds like are going to be helping a lot of people do just that. So thanks so much for being with us. And, uh, we look forward to seeing you again.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm so pleased to be here. I love that we're pretty much on the same mission and I love what you guys are up to and just so happy to be here and support anybody who needs, uh, you know, just that taking a deep breath somewhere. Right.
0: Thanks, Christy. Yeah, thank [SSSSSSR] you, Christy. [SSSR] Thank [SSSR] you, [SSSR] [SSSR] Mike. All All right,
2: see you guys.